Oh that yeah. Van Halen? Mike, it is. Today is the two-year anniversary of the death of Eddie Van Halen. No, really? Yeah, the man died of a stroke in 2020, dude, before the vaccine. Oh, no way. That's pretty crazy, right? Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, man. Ah, too bad. All right. Yeah, I was cruising home from work, and uh, they... The rock station here just put on like a, a rock block of Van Halen. They're like four songs in a row. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, all their songs. Pretty much all their hits. Yeah. That was... <laughs> <laughs> Took up 20 minutes. It was a good run. They covered the whole stretch. It was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Well, and it was Van Halen, not Van Hagar. So they made yeah. sure to, they made sure to focus. Thinking... <laughs> I was just thinking Joe Dirt. Yeah, dude. Ah, oh, great movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, how you doing today? Good. I was running a little behind. A lot of you know, a lot of work. Busy day today. How about you? Yeah, same man. Traffic is. Oof. Zombies. Oh God! It's going over on. an hour to go ten miles. Whoa! That's, yeah. I can't imagine. We're down to ten- we're down to 10 miles per hour now. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, well, when your uh, brain stem is calcified from the uh, vaccine, that's about as fast as you could roll, right? I swear to God, dude, because like I'm going down the street and like we're not moving. And this this girl is double parked with the hazards on. Yeah. R- and like literally th- three feet in front of her is a fire hydrant opening. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. This is Damon Avenue. Wow. So it's fucking you know bumper to bump tra- traffic as it is. Now you're bringing us. We're having to wait for opposing traffic to go through so that we could go around you. Just park in front of the fucking fire hydrant. No matter what, <laughs> everything you're doing here is illegal. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> At least do the one thing that's illegal and not stopping a main artery of the city. <laughs> Does that make sense? A hundred percent, dude. One hundred percent. Huge uh, thing out here is the lanes are about to merge, right? But you got like a football field of length to go, and the car just stops, and they put their turn signal on, and they're not moving forward anymore. They're going to stop right there until they get let in. Yeah. When you could easily just keep rolling forward and zipper in. I've been seeing this phenomenon a lot more, and Mike, I've become a a shoulder driver, dude. I just I just shoulder around these people. Yeah, I've been getting pretty ridiculous with the van. I'm getting uh, close to third world uh, country, so uh, <laughs> I get to. Oh yeah, dude, I get to monitor the roads and CDOT here. If you go to CDOT.com, it's the Colorado transportation site. You can watch in real time what's happening with traffic, and you can click on their cameras and see, you know real-time video action and i love it dude it's great for me with the drivers but i'm also you know always interested in the various accidents that take place there's this one spot where uh highway 70 and then another one 270 they're essentially parallel for several miles and 70's under construction so it's just deadlocked traffic every day right well yeah. If you look, if you catch the right camera angle, there's this zone where people throughout the year or so during this construction bonanza, they've created their own dirt pathway that goes from 70 to 270, you know? (laughs) I'm not joking, man. And you can literally watch people in every imaginable car you can think of traversing this insane pathway of dirt it's and it's not one dirt path it's like three crisscrossing dirt paths that people have taken upon themselves to go down at various points in this traffic man it's beautiful to watch the just the synchro you know just (laughs) the synchronization of the car is kind of going past each other and letting one another go as they illegally traverse this mid zone of (laughs) highway to get into the faster traffic lane it's good to see that they're 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 wolves, but wolves with class, dude. I'm telling right? you, the sheep are sitting in the traffic. <laughs> you're right. We got wolves and sheep. That's a good call. Yeah, right. But these are wolves that are polite. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm only a wolf because you made me be a wolf. I didn't want to be a wolf. I wanted to be a sheep going 45 at least. <laughs> That's right, dude. right? Yeah. But now you got me going 10, 10 miles per hour. Okay, now I'm a wolf. 
You just turned me into the wolf. Good call, man. You know? Yeah. That's it. Now I'm driving on the shoulder. Now I'm getting off on the exit and getting back on on the entrance. You know what I mean? I'm going to blow that red light because you know what's happening at the red light? Nobody's moving through the intersection because it's just fucking gridlock. Yeah. It's unbelievable, man. Yeah. I, you know, and whenever I'm stuck in traffic, I always say, thank God for Pete Buttigieg. Oh, he's doing a knock-up job here, dude. <laughs> oh, don't say knock-up. He'll have to take two more months oh, off. Oh, my God. Watch God it, damn it. <laughs> I don't think his nipples can handle that much action. <laughs> uh, I just cursed him. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, traffic is horrendous. It's getting worse. And I, I feel bad for you. Chicago sounds just more heinous, honestly. I can't you know what the worst part is? They're finishing up the Jane Byrne interchange finally. Wow, all right. And for those that don't know, it was supposed to be done three years ago and about $500 million ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's so over budget. It's so past the date. And the worst part is, is like now that they're finishing it up, you're looking at it on like, and you're like, holy shit. Because there was like one day where like, oh, it was almost open, right? Yeah. And you're like, this isn't going to stop the traffic at all. Why? Because it's been so long. You started this project 13 years ago. <laughs> right? Sure. Traffic has changed so much in 13 years. Right. That now this thing isn't even going to stop it. Because 13 years ago, you had a problem with too many people in, living downtown. Now you have the problem where there's too many people living in the suburbs commuting to the city. Yeah. You know? For sure. It's not going to stop it. It's crazy. You guys just suck. The government just sucks. Yeah, it's trash, and it's a waste of money, and, you know, we could use a lot of infrastructure improvement around this country, yet keep sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. Ukraine. Billions. We just signed another Can you just give us one billion so we can just finish this construction in Chicago already? (laughs) Dude, yeah. how about, I mean, they had the hurricane, uh, and Biden pledged, like, uh, something like $40 million to Puerto Rico. Million, with an M. $40 million? I want to say $40 million. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you, just, you just see him, like, picking it up off the ground. Uh, here you go, Puerto Rico. Uh, we dropped this when we were carrying the briefcase to, uh, <laughs> to Zelensky. <laughs> This is what was on the bottom of my shoe when I got home. $40 million. <laughs> it's literally the shit. That's literally what he offered. It's nothing. $40 million? Yeah. Maybe I'm a little off. But uh, I think, what was it, Puerto Rico? What was I saying? Haiti? Yeah, Puerto Rico. Well, I'm just saying, man, it's, it's Puerto Rico. You should, there should be a B at the end of that. You know what I mean? Well, there's a B in everything that we send to uh, Ukraine. I don't know. I'm just like I'm. I'm blown away that the money that we spent spend right now, and then nothing goes to where it needs to go. And nah. you know, I mean, you're right on the money. The traffic. Do you ever foresee a point where it could even improve? I've thought about this a lot of times. Where like I don't see where they can go with this. <clears throat> I think it's like purposeful. Yeah, you know, they need to do. They they need to do it, and I don't know why, but they're gaining from it somehow, from people being miserable and getting into accidents and all that nonsense, and fighting, and I don't know. I don't know. That's good- it. Just seems like it's on purpose, you know. When you're doing every like when you're doing these certain roads and these certain highways at, all at the same time. Yeah, why? man. Yeah. Like, you didn't know this was going to create a fucking nightmare. I'm not a fucking... I'm not an engineer, and I know if you cut off two out of the three arteries, (laughs) right? Yeah. And then the third one, you decide you're just going to do this, like, maintenance real quick. What? Like, this is a nightmare. (laughs) You know what this sounds like? It sounds like you fucking assholes don't have to drive in this traffic. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, no, I mean... Do rich people, like the really rich, ever even drive, man? They do, but you know what they do? Man? You drive down there at 10 o'clock in the afternoon. That's fine. The difference between 8 o'clock in the morning and 10 o'clock in the morning, 
is like is about 40 minutes. I go from an hour or something to about a 32, 33-minute drive. Oh, I can totally agree with that, man. I mean, even here, like a 10-minute or 15-minute change in the window, and you're, you're staring down a 40-minute ride home. <laughs> that's insane. You yeah. know, versus a 25. And that's... The thing about the ride home, though, here is like, dude, no, it's, it starts at 2 o'clock. Yeah. And it's all the way until... Eight. <laughs> I just, you know? you know, it's funny. I distinctly remember that quality of Chicago traffic. That's kind of only there, from what I recall. Yeah, and then you get to fucking Harlem Avenue, and it's fucking oh, wide open. Now you can fly. <laughs> you literally hit the city limit, and it just fucking open. It's insane. Oh, you got Lori Lightfoot to blame, I guess, for all of that, right? Ah, uh, the fucking Democrats, man. Yeah, they're on fire, Mike. On fire. Yeah, they're hurting. Did I say? Even CN- <laughs> Did you see CNN even admitted it? What, what were they saying? CNN now was reporting that uh, in the polls, the Democrat they're like, what did they say? The Democrats are looking good, but uh, like people prefer the the candidates. But the problem is, the number one thing people are voting on is crime. And the economy. The economy. I did see a blurb in CNN about that, how the no matter how good the polls look for Democrats right now, the issue is still the economy, which isn't such a strong issue for Democrats. Dude. No, the economy and crime, those are your two worst. The two things you don't want to talk about right now. And uh, that's pretty much the two things everyone's talking about. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah dude. So a coworker of mine who I hadn't seen in about a week, uh, he had been out sick, and he told me he lives downtown Denver, and he said that uh, he's often, almost every night, woken up or disturbed while he's doing stuff um, by the sound of people cutting out catalytic converters. Oh, wow. And that yeah. one, one night he was walking home, and a man was walking down the street with a flashlight in a giant bag stuffed with presumably converters, and uh, there was nothing he could do. In fact, he oh. said he said he called the police, and the police said, "Quote: What do you want us to do?" <laughs> That's what they said to him. <laughs> what do you want us? us? And he said. I don't know. Come down here. Take a look around. See if uh, the guy's well, stealing shit well, from sir, people's you, cars. You defunded us. All we have funds for is me to answer the phone. <laughs> yes. All we have is me, the secretary. Here. We don't have anybody to come, <laughs> come do anything else. We have a receptionist and the chief of police. That's what we're down to here. I will, however, put you on hold while I Google what to do <laughs> in your situation. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> You know, and they also, they, they're sure to recommend no vigilantism. Like, please, don't try to stop this criminal, but we're Are not going to do Are you guys getting the it. advertisements? No, that's what they told the fucking guy on the phone. That's what the uh, cop said. Don't try to stop him. Go in your house, and we're not going to do anything about it. Good luck, sir. <laughs> start, it's so bad they're starting to advertise that shit here. No, shut up, dude. Do, like, do not take crime into your own hands. Do you know what? We're going to have... um. We're going to have, like, our own kick-ass in real life happening. You know the movie Kick-Ass? Oh, yeah. Another classic Nick Cage I flick. you fucking yeah. bring up Nick Cage. <laughs> it always comes back to Nick Cage, the greatest actor in the world. <laughs> of our generation. Of our generation, Mike. <laughs> Maybe. Um, seriously, though, I've brought it up many times Chicago's become Gotham. It needs a Batman of some sort. You already have your certified villains, super villains. Oh, we already in place. got the you, penguin. Yeah, you got the penguin, and you know you got that fat blob. What's his name? Pritzker. Uh, Pritzker. You know, you got all the villains. <laughs> he literally is like the mob boss, <laughs> and she's like the little penguin in the sewer. He's the kingpin, right? Uh, yeah. Um. So, but uh. Dude, this what it, dude? This coming from a bald guy, man. Lori, you got to do something about that hairline, baby. Whoa, uh, call LeBron uh, or something. Like honestly, <laughs> you're not looking right. 
By the way, did we discuss the fake out that LeBron did with his phony bald head? No. Didn't I send you that uh, screenshot? No, what happened? LeBron apparently tweeted out an image of him with a bald head. And like a shaved, totally shaved head. And it looked yeah. good. And apparently it was a um, like one of those Instagram filters. What? And so it was some sort of, you know, joke, I guess. But I don't think Ugh. it was a joke. I think it was LeBron testing the waters to see how people would respond. Just do it do already, it, dude. man. Come he looked good. He looked, he looked badass, like kind of scary. You Nobody know? has it all, dude. You don't have to have it all. Right? That's right. You don't have to be the second greatest basketball player that ever lived <laughs> and have a great set of hair. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I see what you did right there, though. Good move. You know what I mean? You're already tall. I'm sure you got a huge dick. You can fuck any woman you want. You're a millionaire. Second greatest basketball player to ever live. Like, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Give up the hairline. Dude, um... Uh, worry less about your hairline and getting that sixth ring. Wow. If he needs the fifth first, Mike. <laughs> oh yeah he's only got four huh i'm telling you uh steph curry <sighs> will have more rings than lebron james i i believe you on that one it's nuts to think about but because steph curry came out of nowhere and yeah. uh speaking of records and accolades uh we didn't get to in the last show it happened live while we were recording but aaron judge hit his uh the 60 second home run Fuck him, dude. I hate how they keep saying the uh, American League record. No, it's the record. Dude, it's the fucking record, bro. And you know what? This is a universal sentiment I've been seeing all across the board in sports areas and talk shows. Everybody is all on with this. Fuck Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. It was very entertaining, but that was fucking WWF World Wrestling. Like, that was fucking a show. This guy did it how you're supposed to do it. Nobody even knew he was running you know, yes. in the running, you know. <laughs> no, yeah. you're right. No, to be fair, um, you know me. I'm a fantasy f- baseball player, and I, I was very um, attuned to who was leading in the home runs and what was going on. And while he was in the midst of his chase, I was in my fantasy playoffs playing a team who had him. And I was desperately oh, wow. praying for him to not hit home runs, and he was just cranking them. But uh, <laughs> luckily, my team was better, and I won the championship. Uh, and I got to cheer on for Aaron. I'm a huge fan of this record being broken, and I will remember this record as the record. Yeah, fuck those other guys. Absolutely fuck those other guys. Yeah, give it to him. He looks natural. I'm sure he took a little something when he was in high school or whatever, but whatever. You know. Maybe. You know, I'm really on board with your argument, Mike, that if you cheat at some point, you it hurts you down the long run. And uh, yeah, uh, always. He's no spring yeah. chicken. He's had to battle his way through some injuries, you know, and kind of make his way to where he's at now. And I, I feel like the guy naturally earned it. I'm really kind of I'm happy that we've got we got to experience this here. Only because of the uh, ridiculous circus that was the 1998 Home Run Derby. <laughs> I mean, look yeah. how hard it was. How long ago is it? When, we've, when was that Home Run Derby? It was 20 years ago. 22, was it 20? 24 years ago. Okay, so 24 years it took him, and then this guy just barely beats it. Not even your record. The, <laughs> the record you guys broke. Right. <laughs> Like clearly something was up, dude. It's <laughs> you know, it's not even that man. Like the year that the records got shattered, Sosa and McGuire passed or got near surpassing those records the following two years, and then Barry Bonds was just like, no, nope, no, nope, I'm I'm taking it and just annihilated <laughs> it. And it's so dumb, and we've covered it before, but I'm just a big fan of the fact that it happened finally, and I think baseball can officially kind of bury the steroid area and, and just kind of move on it's kind of yeah. nice here's the thing though do you let those guys in the hall of fame yes i agree because they're products of their time absolutely and, and, the, and the, you know the pitch we i i i always try to throw it in there the pitchers were taking just as Equally much steroids. as juiced yeah 
as the as the batters. It was one of the reasons. You know what I mean? It was an arms race. Yeah, there's a reason why guys who were catchers like Mike Piazza got to play for like twenty something years. You know what I mean? Like they were yeah. juicing, dude, and they were able to crank dingers while they did it, and it was it was good entertainment, and everyone was juicing. So yeah, I I believe baseball and sports in general are relegated to their eras. That's why I don't like comparing like Jordan and LeBron. Jordan, it's not fair to LeBron. Jordan would dominate any era of basketball, you know, <laughs> past or present. The argument is just in basketball, it's mute. Jordan would dominate all eras. All right. <laughs> it is funny to think, yeah, because he probably would have just adjusted his game for the era. Yeah. So, like, uh, you know how Brady's the goat in the modern era? No way Brady's the goat in the 90s. Or the 80s. I would say ever in history. Could you imagine Brady going against the 85 Bears? Come freak, on, imagine him! Imagine him in the 60s. Yeah, like, right. taking those fucking hits, that's dude. There was no right. fucking rough that's, in the I'm passer. Saying, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Have like, you were... seen those quarterbacks? They didn't, none of them looked as pretty as Tom Brady. <laughs> they didn't even fuck girls as pretty as Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some fucking tough, mean-looking motherfuckers, man. Because they were getting beat down, you know? Yes, yes, absolutely, dude. There's no way that guy, you know. For sure. But, like, Jordan, he grew up in a rough-and-tumble era, and he could, I think he could dominate this era, and he probably could have played with the guy, like, with Wilt and all those guys, you know, in the 60s and whatnot, so. That's what I was, yeah. No, see, I was thinking about even, like, I don't know, you think so? Well, maybe. Well, and I'll even, even say... Even basketball, man, it used to be, like, elbows and fucking... You know what's funny about baseball, though? You could take some fat lard like Babe Ruth and stick him in the 90s. I think he'd probably fare pretty well. <laughs> you, know, like... uh, you think so? No way. Yeah, dude, you ever see Rod Beck? He played for the Chicago Cubs in the late 90s. He lived in a trailer in the parking lot outside of Wrigley Field and would drink beers with the fans after games. The dude... Literally, he owned a fucking Harley. He had a handlebar mustache. And, like, dude, you got to look up Rod back, dude. He was... How fast were they pitching back then, though? You think Babe Ruth's hitting 90-mile-per-hour fastballs? Uh, you know, I, you know, Babe Ruth would be a DH these days. He wouldn't even be pitching. No, no, I mean, you think he could hit those. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. For sure. You, you think they were throwing him that fast back then? I think the babe would be able. Uh, so with baseball, I think it's talent and luck, and that gets yeah. you where you need to go. I think I, I think the babe would have fared Especially fine in any hitting, era. Man. That's like a hand-eye coordination. Hitting is a fucking god-given talent. It, it really is. It's just yeah. the the body is shaped in a way because look, there's guys like Mookie Betts. He's a tiny guy compared to a lot of like compared to Aaron Judge. Mookie Betts is a phenomenal baseball player. Uh, yep. And the way his hitting is just fundamentally incredible to watch. <laughs> And here's the thing: if you have, a, if you're like trying to coach a little league team or something, there are some kids that just will never learn it. Right? <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Cannot do it. Will not do it. Right? And then there are others that are just born to do it. Even if they do it funny, they still can do it. You know? For sure. And then, and most people are in between. Yeah, it's just uh, you know, I just think guys like DiMaggio and Ruth and whatnot—they just they would have uh, dominated any era of baseball because they had baseball is one of those kind of uh, you have to have if you have the talent, yeah. it doesn't matter the size. I guess you could always adjust to whatever. Yeah, you know. size doesn't matter in baseball. I'm telling you, it really <laughs> does not. Yeah, I give you that. I'm telling you, it's a it's a statistical fact, man. It just does not uh, play a role. There, there are guys who are teeny weeny, and then you have Aaron Judge out there. I know. You no, know, you have like the scrawniest guys who could just fucking hit him out the park. Literally, and, and it's, it's again, crazy. it's just it's launch angle, it's velocity, it's how you are just swinging the Ooh, bat. Yeah. You just your natural reaction to a pitch and how you read the way the ball moves out of the hand of the pitcher. Like there's just 
there's just a fundamental basic talent there that, again, I think uh, I brought this up before and I stand by it still. The only professional league that could mix genders ever would be baseball. Never. Yes, sir. And Never. It would be, it would be successful. And there would be women. Nope. There would be women who nope. could be better at men at certain parts of the game. They would have done it already, man. They can't even compete co- college. I don't think they've tried it. Uh, they've tried it. That's why they have softball, because they can't even compete. No, softball's crap, dude. <laughs> you know? It's amazing. They have softball like professionally for women, and then for men, it's a beer league. You know, like that's, yeah, yeah, because that's, you know. That sucks. I'm telling you, dude, women can't hit 90 mile per hour fastballs. You might be right, Mike. You might be right. I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I never met one that could. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, me neither. And maybe you're right. Maybe women. And and I've only met maybe two men that could. You know what I mean? That's true. I, I've met a few guys who have played like minor league ball, and uh, they were enormous creatures, yeah. <laughs> and, and they, they barely could compete with the minor league guys. So, yeah, goes to right. show you. I, I played with a guy who was a walk-on for, I think, the Rockies or maybe the Mariners, I can't remember, and he did like a full spring training and whatnot with them, and he didn't make the final um, cut for the season. Yeah, that's crazy. Pretty crazy. Uh, the yeah. dude is just an absolute brick house. He's freaking like you would think he played linebacker for the Broncos, you know. <laughs> no, it's but he, it's he just yeah. He was strictly a baseball player, and that's like <laughs> okay. That kind of gives you like a, a perspective for the size. So I do get it with your uh, you being against my women thought, but you know, you never know, Mike. There could be some Brittany Grinders out there that could throw a ninety mile hour fastball. You know? I thought you said women. <laughs> uh, if we're talking chicks with dicks, I mean, that, that opens it up to a whole yeah, array of sports. That's yeah. right. They should start a chicks with dicks league. <laughs> <laughs> going down a bad road here. Speaking of Griner and Russia, though, Mike, I did a little digging, and I'm not sure if you saw this clip of this guy, Jeffrey Sachs. He was... Uh, interviewed on bloomberg news and he's one of the only people so far that i've seen in in like a national sense openly admit that he's discussed with many people in many fields that the nord stream 2 was a an attack by america yeah uh, tucker's been saying it too tucker yeah but you can't if you want to have a little cred you can't bring up tucker with anyone right that's true the second you say, like, oh, I heard on Tucker, they're like, ah, oh, misinformation, yeah. mega, <laughs> you're an extremist. <laughs> you know? Did you hear it from Anderson Cooper? Yeah. <laughs> He's the only one left, huh? Anderson's the, all they got, man. Yeah. Damn. That's right. You see, uh, Chris Wallace, is like, uh, he's got a new show. Dude, he's he's trying all sorts of things. They're trying to make Chris Wallace cool. When did that? Where did they get the idea that he was a cool guy? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nobody, and, nobody. And how many times cool. are you guys gonna try this? We're gonna do like a podcast, but on HBO. I know. It's, like, it's not. You guys are missing <laughs> what a podcast is. You know. Yeah, and they're able to buy bot farms and have their downloads go through the roof, which there's a bunch of conspiracies going on right now that there's tons of issues with uh, people just buying downloads and make it seem like they're getting like hundreds of thousands of downloads and whatnot. And that's, oh, how, they're, sure. that's how they're getting like ad revenue and what have you. So I guarantee you that's how things like uh, Renegades got going and lasted for like four episodes. <laughs> With Barack and Dingleberry. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> Brock and Bruce. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure that's how Hillary's thing is is floating. They probably just flood it with these fake accounts and bots and downloads. It's all bullshit, man. There's no way there's... Dude, you, sh- you should have called it the Hustlin' Spruce. Because you're like Hussein. And he's Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. There's so much you could have done with it, you know? 
Yeah, there there's a lot of avenues they could have gone. I mean, I don't know. I, like, I, how come he's never gone by spruce? You know, the spruce tree? Spruce. <laughs> you know? You talking about Brucey boy? Yeah. Bruce is too cool of a name to change up. Is it? Yeah, I, I guess. I think so. Yeah. And uh, Barack goes by Barry. Barry. So Spruce Barry. Spruce sounds, Barry. Oh, dude. Sounds a little bit like a like a cafe that you go down and that get some is, pie. That would have been so much better. <laughs> go get a sip of some Spruce Berry. <laughs> That's right. Have the podcast. You know what I mean? Like you guys wouldn't try too hard to be like cool. You yeah, know? you can't be cool. No. Nobody's cool. No, especially when you're that old. I don't know anybody that's actually cool. Like, that's would, a great point. Who would you describe as cool? You know who's cool? Ron DeSantis is cool. <laughs> I think that's. I think Ron DeSantis is a cool guy. Actually, I'm gonna throw that out there. <laughs> the more I think about it, the coolest guy I know is uh, huh. overweight and wearing New Balance. That's <laughs> yeah, my dad. that's right, dude. <laughs> He worked hard and saved his money his whole life. I'm realizing that's that's kind of the coolest. That is the coolest move. Coolest thing you can do. <laughs> oh man. Well, Mike, let's dive into a little of this uh this action with um the Nord Stream two because I remember you were interested in this a couple days ago. Oh, uh, it's, it's definitely America. Yeah, we did it. Well, this guy throws in one other country. I hope you're excited. It took me by surprise, and I'm a little embarrassed. Australia? Uh, wait till you hear this. Now, uh, to make it uh, definitive, <laughs> the destruction of uh, the Nord Stream pipeline, which I uh, I would bet was a U.S. action, perhaps U.S. and, and Poland. Uh, excuse me? Oh, Poland. <laughs> Poland. Wow. It's not looking didn't good. Didn't see that one coming. I, I didn't think they had that kind of technology, but all right. I mean, if it was America and Poland, it was just America. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I know. They had to throw Poland in there to make it look international. Like they had an ally. It's so lame. They had a Polak on the submarine pushing a button that wasn't attached to anything. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he opened uh. the screen door and he dropped the light bulb. It was all mayhem. <laughs> mayhem. <laughs> Actually, that's a great way to make it seem like an accident, right? Well, everything was going smooth and then the Polak pushed the button. <laughs> We asked the hey, Polish guy. You guys know how I go. You guys know the saying. How many Polacks does it take to ruin a pipeline? <laughs> the answer's two. <laughs> two Polacks and a team of seals. <laughs> They're just blaming it on the Poles, man. This is unreal. <laughs> yeah, you, Stash. You stand here and you, Spishek. Right next to him. You just stay here on the beach. We'll be right back. <laughs> don't touch anything. And don't change any light bulbs. <laughs> you see massive explosions and then all the lights go onto them. <laughs> They're both wearing Polish shirts. They're stupid fucking man purses. Yeah, I knew you were going to go there. I know how much you love the Polish in Chicago, Mike. Uh, why do they wear the man purse? Yeah, I don't get that look. I really don't. Uh, they hate trannies. Interesting. They hate gays and trannies. Really? Like, literally want to kill them. They believe, like, they should be murdered. Wow. But then you're walking around with the... Like, you look like a tranny to me, so... I don't, <laughs> I don't know who you're hating on. Yeah. Uh, but, alright, well, we'll see what the... So this is the Polacks, huh? Yeah, we're gonna right. blame it on the Polish. Alright, here we go. Uh, this is uh, right, Jeff, speculation. Jeff, we gotta stop. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a quite a statement as well. Why do you feel Absolutely. that that was a U.S. action? What evidence do you have of that? And Polish. Well, first of all, there's direct <laughs> yeah, radar evidence that U.S. Uh, helicopters, <laughs> military helicopters that are normally based in Gdansk, uh, were uh, circling over this area. We also had the threats from the United States earlier in this year that one way or another we are going to end Nord Stream. We also have a remarkable statement by Secretary Blinken last Friday in a press conference. That he says, yeah, dude, that's this is part. also a tremendous like, opportunity. They're like, why do you yeah. think the U.S. Did, did it? 
Joe Biden said he was going to do it three months ago. Literally. And then Blinken admitted it. it. Tape. <laughs> you know? Blinken's like, actually, this is a strategic opportunity for us. Uh, I'm not saying we did it, but if we did do it, it'd be a good idea to do it. This is a strange way to, it's, uh, sorry, it's a strange way to talk if you're worried about the piracy on international infrastructure of vital significance. So I know this runs counter to our narrative. It runs, you're not allowed to say these things uh, in, in, uh, in the West. But the fact of the matter is, all over the world, when I talk to people, they think the okay. U.S. did it. Professor, just to tell you, well, and, and by, by the way, even reporters on our papers that are involved tell me privately, yeah, well, of course, but well, it doesn't show up in our, our media. Professor, I, I don't want to get into tit for tat about what did or did yeah, not yeah. happen with Nord Stream because <laughs> I don't have the evidence and we don't have a, a counterbalance to this. And they didn't let him finish. Yeah, they can't. No. Isn't that, <clears throat> that's pretty crazy for that guy for that guy to go out there and just admit. Yeah, dude, what's going on? So you're looking at you're looking at this pipeline, right? It blows up in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, and everybody's like, "Who did it?" And we're like, "Oh, you see that guy at the end of the pipeline with the switch to turn it off? <laughs> he blew it up to turn it off. Why didn't he just flip the switch?" Right. It doesn't make sense. No, yeah, he sabotaged himself. <laughs> it absolutely makes no sense. And uh, it's kind of funny that we did this, and then two days later, OPEC signed their uh, their agreement to raise the price by, like, what, $2 million <coughs> a day or whatever on the barrel? They're going to cut it to $2 million. Cutting $2 million. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, they're going to produce less, so it's going to jack up the price. They want the uh, price of oil to be 100 a barrel. Nice. That should be fun, right? That That should lead to good times for all of us, don't you think? Oh man, <laughs> we're fucked. Gas is never going to be below five dollars. Yeah, do you really think that's what's going to happen? I, I kind of wanted to ask you, like, yeah. what is the trajectory of this? Then you know, are, are we just about to get screwed over on gas? Oh yeah, it's already up. And it, we're at five dollars. You're back at five. Yeah. Wow. So, well, that's good. Uh, it's good for business. <laughs> No, it's terrible, man. It would explain why the market's tanking again, right? It was going down yeah. again today. Uh, I can't believe anyone's still r enjoying that ride on any level. Uh, we, we have a long way to go down, I feel like, as an economy. <clears throat> we'll see. I don't know. Some people think we're nearing the bottom. I don't know. Oh, like this is like we're going to go up? Good times? It uh, I don't think so, though. I, I think we're going to... I think you got at least another year. Of what? Um, survival? Or... Uh... Just <laughs> suffering, yeah. <coughs> I agree. I think we have... Maybe... It's all about, like, confidence, right? Sure, yeah. And, and I think, you know, what you're going to have... you got to wait till the, the election. That You know the Republicans are going to win, and that's going to build confidence. That's when you'll start seeing people investing more, you know. Nobody's going to buy, nobody wants to invest right now because you know what shit's going to sink. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, man. And I also, to be totally honest, I don't know what these crazy motherfuckers are going to do next. That's what I mean. You know, are you going to sign another bill that spends a trillion dollars? <laughs> right? Or how many more billions? Are we giving away to Ukraine? <laughs> yeah. Forever? It's not just Ukraine, everybody. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I find it interesting that we did this. Uh, you were kind of teasing it a little. Are we doing a World War Three? Is this what this was to do? Like, the shot, kind of? That's what I think it is, yeah. And I think, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know why Poland would do it. I don't know what Poland has to gain from it. I love how he throws in Poland because I feel like maybe that's the only way the American be like, no, no, it wasn't us. It was those crazy Polish. <laughs> Go fuck hey, with them, man. <laughs> I mean, they're like a, they're a landlocked country. 
uh, the Poles. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to look out for their submarines, dude. They're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> coming to get you, man. They're not really known for their Navy, you know? <laughs> no? Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Well, maybe they developed a fleet of scuba divers, and they, uh... <laughs> this was clearly something... <laughs> this is clearly something we did, dude. Like, we obviously did this. I can't get over it, man. This, <laughs> this is definitely us. And, the, like, uh, this will now be cited for multiple things going forward over the next few months. This is just... It's retarded. Uh, every day we go down this rabbit hole of insanity with this administration, and I keep asking myself, what happened to the adults in the room? Yeah, this is insane. Weren't we promised adults? I don't know the adults were going to be so gay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and you know? kinky. They're quite kinky. Yeah, um, I, just, I just remember when I was a kid, the adults, like, you didn't really hear about their sexual sexuality, you know? I, I feel like also we started wars a little smarter back in the day. This seems a little outrageous. But what do I know? You know, I'm just an idiot. But, uh. Yeah, and you know China's gonna go into Taiwan soon. Yeah, we've been saying this for a little while now. You really think so? Uh, I mean, seems like China's just doing good sitting back, watching all the, uh, craziness <laughs> unfold. You heard we sent our, uh, aircraft carrier to Korea? Did we because of the yeah. uh, the rocket that went over Japan? Yeah. And uh, what happened? Are people getting excited? A little. Well, it's a little escalation, you know. We're sending because when the aircraft carrier goes, it's like a whole fleet. Oh yeah. You got like transporters. Wow. You got fucking like destroyers. You know. You got like everybody that goes with them because they... Interesting. Well, Mike, you know who that's good for? Oil. It's really good for the oil. It's good yeah. business. Well, no, because it's a, they're nuclear powered. Oh, really? Everything's nuclear powered, or well, the aircraft carrier. The aircraft carrier is completely nuclear powered. Yeah. Why don't we have nuclear powered shit everywhere then? <laughs> it's the funniest thing in the world, right? Isn't that crazy? We trust our aircraft carriers to cruise around with nuclear generators, but we don't. We're not into it for, like, powering cities. And they brag about how, like, the aircraft carrier is literally a small city. <laughs> and, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look it up. It's insane. I honestly... They, if, if it wasn't for the food... If it wasn't for food, because they have, like, desalination so they can get water from the ocean. But if it literally... If it wasn't for food, they would never have to dock. That's beautiful. Man, they know what they're doing. Good stuff. Oh, yeah, dude. I wonder... Uh, I'd love to know... So, uh, wait, are the submarines nuclear-powered as well? Yeah. Oh, man, what are we doing? God, we're getting fucking ripped off over here, man. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The subs are the same thing. I think they only have to surface because they need food and, and like, oxygen. Dude, how much, how much nuclear, like... <clears throat> core do you need power something like that like something as big as your like the palm of your hand or something you know like a grapefruit i don't know how big the core is but i think the whole like generator for like the subs is it's got to be like the size of your bathroom that's just total insanity man the technology yeah. that we have and use for the military and uh, uh, come on yeah, why don't we use that for cities, right? That's this, insane. This makes me think, then, we do have that flying aircraft that comes out of the water from the Avengers. Absolutely. Absolutely, that's us. The Tic Tac is us. Oh, the Tic Tac is definitely us. That's, that's yeah, a whole nother It might as well be painted red, white, and blue. <laughs> you, know? you know, I'm sure if you zoom in, it has like a, an, like a Let's Go Brandon bumper sticker on it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's why they kept making it so blurry they don't want people to see it <laughs> let's go brandon or an fjb i see a lot of those or uh you know it could even be 
you know, like uh, the kid peeing on the American flag, but with Biden's face, one of my favorites, all-time favorites. But I imagine because if it is our Air Force and or military. uh, our Space Force. Space Force, sorry. They, they definitely go conservative. They're probably MAGA. I imagine they got some MAGA stickers no, and dude, stuff going on. <clears throat> our military is leaning left now. Oh, that's right. They're blue-haired. We, we, they, uh, got, they got rid of everybody. <laughs> everybody on the right, they got rid of them with the vaccine mandate. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just means we're screwed. That's all that means. <laughs> Down the, uh, I have one more thing on Biden and oil. Uh, in in regards to what we were discussing with the Nord Stream, and the fact that, uh, dude, maybe it was the Tic Tac that destroyed the Nord Stream. Dude, I'm telling you, it, I think it was some sort of wild technology that nobody can trace that we used and took it out. Um, no, but here's like the, <laughs> the funniest part is, is this is Russia's pipeline, right? Sure. How many people can do this without us knowing about it? Right. Like, even if Russia did it, we would still know because we're watching Russia. If anyone did it, we would know. We would know. Yeah. We know who did it. It was us. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Actually, Actually, if you look close enough, you can see Hillary... (laughs) (laughs) oh man well i want to close this out we're doing some uh i i want to show you where we're going with the oil here administration had already directed the department of energy to release another 10 million barrels from the country's strategic petroleum oil reserve so how how much will that actually help and how sustainable is that did you catch that yeah, we're emptying the fucking reserve. Uh, she's talking really fast. This is not like a 1.5 speed on YouTube. These chicks, I don't know what they're drinking over there or smoking. Uh, they're moving quite quickly. But uh, here we go. The Biden administration had already directed the Department of Energy to release another 10 million barrels from the country's strategic petroleum oil reserve. So how... How much will that actually help, and how sustainable is that approach? You know, tapping the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is really only meant for emergency situations. For instance, if we just didn't have enough oil to meet demand, that's not the issue right now. The issue is higher prices with a midterm election just five weeks away. So it seems as though the tapping of the reserve is is more to manipulate prices than it is to get us out of a hole when it comes to oil. When we do tap the reserves again next month for those 10 million barrels, which, as you say, were already set before the OPEC, decision, reserves in the SPR will be at their lowest level since 1984. It's not at the level where we need to worry, but you can't keep going back to an emergency (laughs) reserve for a long-term issue. This will probably give us some relief in the short term. It is not a long-term solution. So what options does the president have right now to help keep gas prices reasonable? There are very few uh, options. One thing he could do is hold back inventory and not send oil to Europe. You know, not a lot of people realize the U.S. is a huge exporter of oil as well. He's already promised Europe that if they put a ban and they're going to on Russian oil come December, he's there to help fill that gap. If he takes that off the table now, that's going to look bad on the world stage. Another thing they're planning to do or thinking about doing Going back to Venezuela, which is a very controversial decision, lifting some sanctions on Venezuela in return for that government to talk to the political opposition about bringing democracy (coughs) back to Venezuela. This would allow Chevron and some other U.S. companies to go there and to drill for oil. Now, I want to talk about that domestic oil production because earlier this morning I asked the special presidential coordinator for, uh, I want to get his title right, for energy security. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I asked him about the criticism that the president has faced from some that he has either hampered or not done enough for domestic oil production. I want you to hear his response and then get your reaction. The Biden administration has given all the tools necessary for the American industry to increase production. Uh, The talking points about the president doing something to 
uh, hinder American industry. That's coming from political circles. That's not coming from the industry. So he's saying this is a political criticism. It's not actually an oil industry criticism. So what are industry leaders saying about that? Right, so that comment is not exactly accurate. Uh, the past few weeks, we've seen the Biden administration come out lashing against uh, big oil companies, ExxonMobil making $18 billion from May to July alone. And some are saying we should have a windfall tax on those companies' earnings. He's asking those companies to pass along the savings they're seeing along to consumers. The industry itself, Big oil companies have come out against President Biden and have called Damn. his energy policies contradictory. So that oh. is the oil industry itself, not politics, talking back to the Biden, pushing back against the Biden administration. Oh, wow. dude, that's one of the most damning reports. That was ABC News, bro. I was shocked at how intense and fucking shitty of a report that is for the Biden administration. Yeah, this close to the midterms? Seriously. Dude, did you hear what they just said? They just gave a whooping on him, man, and the whole administration. Like they, they literally just said, "Big oil is not with the Biden administration and what they're doing." Yeah, because they're, dude, you're stopping them from producing. I'm blown away. This dude doesn't have the support of the police, oil, um. <laughs> Black Americans, Hispanics. Um, <laughs> You're right. He, he, You're right. Who supports this administration and what they're doing right now? Who? 40, 44% of America. You know who supports the Biden administration, dude? College-educated white people. Yeah, that's really it. I don't think it's just white people. It's just college-educated. For some reason, they think this is the right track. Right? Is that what, like... What is happening here, man? This is insanity. <laughs> they literally in this report said, yeah, they're doing this as a small relief to sway your opinion right before the midterms. <laughs> That's like what no, they're, they're doing. Yeah, very open about it. Well, it's pretty, pretty crazy. So uh, what do you think now that... I don't know, yeah, because what's your plan for after the midterm? The, your goals are so short-sighted, right? Sure, yeah. What do you, you know, all right, you guys, you're not going to win, but let's say you win, then what? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, it, goes, it takes me back to what we talked about last episode, where Nancy Pelosi was describing this as being... Um, you know, we're voting for the survival of Earth and democracy. And <laughs> how do you, what, well, if that's the midterm election, what is the presidential going to be about? You know, uh, like, how do you one up that? You can't. You, you've gone to the maximum just on this one. Or is, is everything going to be that? And with, like, <laughs> with oil. They're doing it's, They're playing into the same area here, where uh, we don't pay attention to this crisis, and we're making things worse, or we're gonna alleviate it for five seconds so you forget about it. But it's gonna make it even worse. <laughs> oh, way worse. Yeah. <laughs> and, and everything we've done for the last two years has made everything now bad, and everything that we're doing now to alleviate what's bad. Is gonna make everything worse. <laughs> Way worse. And, yeah. and what's weird to me is, do they not see that a year from now they need to start, you know, running for an election again? Or are they just maybe they're really just trying to? <sighs> are they just sinking the ship? I think that her whole thing was they were trying to keep the economy afloat just long enough to get to the midterms. And then maybe, hopefully, get to the election. I don't even know. So, you know what we're seeing is we have no actual uh, smart think. You know, not smart thinking. We don't have any um, critical thinking and people... There's nobody in the administration who has historical knowledge of how to run a country. And you have... <coughs> right, they're a, all just gay. You have a bunch of fucking... <laughs> you have a bunch of fucking millennials... <coughs> in there you know bunch of poc and gay you know and 
Pete Buttigieg and Kamala Harris and Jill Biden and what Sally Yates. Who are all these all these Obama people that are in there, man? They're just pushing this weird woke agenda. And then they keep thinking, well, we'll just, you know, push this aside, push this aside, and we'll just get voted in, and everything will be honky-dory. And I don't think they realize that they're literally, okay, they either realize they're destroying everything, or they don't. And I don't know which one's scarier. (laughs) Like, you're either destroying the country on purpose, and that scares the shit out of me, or you are either evil or incompetent. Yeah, or you're destroying the country... (laughs) I can't tell which one yet. But they're both frightening scenarios, in my opinion. Like, if you know what you're doing, well, we're in a scary spot. If you have no idea that this is absolutely destructive Mm. on every level, then we're in maybe a worse spot. Because you find out your bus driver is either suicidal or blind. (laughs) You know? It's, It's horrible, man. Which one do you want? I don't know. But I really do think it's incompetence and it's stupidity and it's um, immaturity and I just think it's inexperience. I would chalk it up to a lot of inex- inexperience, which is crazy because you got the oldest man ever. But even Joe Biden, dude, everybody keeps touting his 80 years of experience. You never worked a real job. You have no idea what it's like to be an average person, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so obvious in everything you say and do that you have no idea what it's like. To, to, you have no idea what my life is like. No. Right? Ron DeSantis, you know, he probably has a little bit of an idea. Maybe. Not, you know? Maybe. More than Joe. Oh, uh, Joe has guys, guys served in the military. Dude, Joe doesn't know what's going on. He's dementia, man. I'm really perplexed by the people in his administration making the decisions. You know, we, we talked a lot about how Trump surrounded himself with a bunch of experienced businessmen and people in their fields who knew what they were talking about. And whenever he disagreed with it, he put his foot down. Uh, when it comes to Biden's cabinet and administration, we got a bunch of fucking nut jobs up in there. And the right, like, uh, the proof is in the pudding here, man. We're seeing it displayed in front of us. This is two and you a know, half years later. <laughs> Look at, we, every, this shit is so fucked up right now. We forgot about Afghanistan. Which, oh, by the fuck cares about Afghanistan? Dude, by the way, Afghanistan, <laughs> after we completely destabilized it by pulling out, like, out of, in the middle of the night, uh, they had a mass shooting the other day in a school. Oh, yeah, like 29 kids or yes, whatever? Yes, it was, it was girls. It was a school for trying, girls. We're still trying to figure out Uvalde. I know, but let, my point... Let us deal with Texas, and then we'll worry about Afghanistan. We forgot about how we destabilize this country. Dude, that's considered one of the biggest debacles of this guy's administration, and here we are now, and we're talking about blasting out the Nord Stream 2 pipeline... <laughs> you know, and Joe care. Biden can't cut a deal with Big Oil or OPEC or the Saudis, and he's just getting totally fucked on everything. And well, we're getting fucked on everything. And I'm just, you know, Mike. I mean, what? you and I depend a lot on transportation. And Pete Buttigieg, you know, nipple extraordinaire, he <laughs> is, he's in charge of everything, and all we do is complain about it. This is a nightmare. Everything is well, shit. You know what's really funny is you know how uh, the best way to judge the left is uh, what are what are the parents talking about, right? Right. Out of nowhere, they brought up Title Forty Two, which I like even forgot about it. I don't know what Title Forty. <laughs> yeah, Title Forty Two is what Trump signed, which was the Remain in Mexico policy. Remember the racist Remain in Mexico policy? Yes, yes, I do. Now, even our parents are like, you know, I really don't know why they stopped that. Oh, what's going on? Are you guys now getting a new story about the immigration? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. You know, it's really funny. They have a really funny take is that the the media did a great job because they're really mad at DeSantis. They think he's just a jerk who got in for a photo op. But they're like their understanding of Abbott. 
What? Yeah, because Greg, you know the, because the I don't know, I don't care. I'm gonna call it a win. Oh, DeSantis, he scores the big win on all of this. Oh, he's gonna win. But the media is doing a good job of making him seem like an asshole. Dude, and okay, uh, like, we're hitting that know. hour spot. We, we're going to do a dive on uh, the media coverage of Ian and Biden visiting. And did you see the photo op with him and DeSantis and all that? And... Did I see the photo op? <sighs> Biden declared climate change is officially a thing. <laughs> I know, dude. God. One hurricane? <laughs> One hurricane. <laughs> Thank you.